0: Coming up in this episode, we're going to be talking about what seems to be a new craze, but actually it's extremely old, but it's just becoming popular again. Flat track racing of all different sorts. Plus, we've added some new features on an old ride called the Missouri Mill Ride. We'll talk about that too. Stick around. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head.
1: And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis.
0: You know, if you ride as much as I do, you're putting a lot of miles and wear and tear on your bike. Now, whether you ride a lot or just a little, do yourself a favor and go by Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first Level 5 Honda powerhouse in Arkansas. Their red-level technicians can help keep you rolling. Plus, Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. Check them out online at heartlandhonda.com or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda, work hard, play hard. Whether it's summer, fall, or winter, any time is a great time to get out and explore the beautiful Ozarks on your ride. Do yourself a favor and put Brad Bradshaw's number in your phone, 417 333 33 very difficult to remember you'll never know when a relaxing ride will be interrupted with an unforeseen accident brad's a physician surgeon and a lawyer so he can help you with all aspects of your situation so after the show check him out online at bradbradshaw.com remember save that number 417 333 plus he rides too Thanks for joining us for another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. With me, as always, Randy Lewis from BikeWorks in Urbana, Missouri. Shameless plug, insert here.
1: <laughs> what to do, Cletus?
0: Nothing. We try not to do anything. That way, we're not responsible for any bad things. <laughs> Did
1: you have a good week? Yeah, great week. Great week. Staying busy? Yeah. just It's just routine at this point. Wash, rinse, repeat. Wash, rinse,
0: repeat. <laughs> you bet. Well, what we want to try to do from now on is there's so many of them, it can go on forever, is at least touch on a new ride on the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: one of the things that I did was from our location, you cannot take this ride in one day. I mean, it would be a long, long day. Yeah. I mean, you could if you're young and stupid. Yeah, easy, easy. (laughs) Yeah. But for this Old Bones, uh, I did half of it. And what I did was, the, we're talking about the Missouri Mill Ride.
1: Great ride. It is a great,
0: great ride. And it's one of my actual favorites that there is. And I added four new mills onto this ride. Now, we're not going to go over the whole mill ride scenario because you can go back to one of the, I think, the maybe the second podcast that we did talks all about it. But I want to talk about briefly the four new mills that I've added to that ride. And just to run down them real quick, they are the Dillard Mill, the Montauk Mill, Alley Springs Mill. That's awesome place. That one's cool, eh? And the Greer Spring Mill. Now, all of these I'm talking about, if you'll look at the map, we're running from north to south. And then, of course, after these, you could pick up the the Rock Bridge and uh, the rest of them. The rest of them. Yeah. So, over on Missouri 49, there's the Dillard Mill. Now, all of these mills are pretty cool. And the reason they've made it onto the map is because they still exist. I mean, I'm not really interested in putting a mill on there that... Look here, there used to be a mill here at one time, <laughs> yeah. 150 years ago. You see ago. that fleshy
1: patch where they used yeah, to be? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's where the bodies are buried. Yeah, yeah. So all of these mills, they're still standing. I, they're not operating, of course. Some of them are... Uh, some State, of them are still
1: operational, but they're just not doing anything with them. Right, just, right. Hey, they're hey, not making money this. out of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah.
0: Man, one of the things that was really cool about mills is, although when you go there now, there's not a lot there other than the mills, maybe a couple of other buildings. Yeah. But back in the day, these mills, they used to be the community.
1: Yeah, that was the epicenter of what a lot of things were founded. In, oh, yeah. you. I mean, it
0: was a big deal. You know, you go once a month, grab yeah. the kids, get in the wagon, go yeah, to these to the mills. Mill. You go to the post office, you go to the general store.
1: Right. You know, a lot of them had like a little eatery right there in them or around them. There's
0: always something going on.
1: Back then there wasn't restaurants where you just went in and sat down and checked out the hostesses and stuff like that. I mean, it was, you just walk in, you get some stuff. It was small, sundry things and, and just... A little quick bite here and in there and then get out and go on. Right.
0: Well, back then, I mean, it was a, like a day or two or three day event just to get there. Yeah, man. And a lot of times they stayed for two or three days because they would wait for their product to get milled.
1: Yep, that's exactly right. It so, wasn't quite as instantaneous as Amazon or, you know, something like that. Now They didn't have nice. the
0: drones that fly your <laughs> your wheat and stuff in. Yeah,
1: there's no curbside delivery there, homie.
0: Exactly. So if you're into old mills, old grist mills, uh, you ought to check them out. Uh, you can go to OzarkRides.com and uh, take a look at the Missouri Mills ride. And if you take this ride, uh, you definitely will not be sorry. It is an awesome, awesome ride. Forget the, even forget the Mills. Just the the ride, the, the scenery, ride, the scenery of, the, of the back roads that they have to take to get there.
1: If you need an excuse to get on your bike and go. There know, it is. There it is.
0: And I think one or two of them, there's also places you can stop and get something to eat. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I will put this caveat out there fuel up <laughs> every chance you yeah. get and there's yeah. not a lot of chances. Yeah. If you've got a half a tank or less and you run across a gas station top her it. off.
1: Yeah, no because one wants to be stuck out there hearing banjos.
0: That's exactly right. And that's <laughs> that's, that's what this ride is a whole lot of nothing but beautiful scenic yeah. windy roads
1: serenity. Yeah, yep.
0: exactly. Serenity now. Okay, the main topic for today
1: yeah homie something
0: you wanted to talk about i I don't give a rat's ass about it no i'm just kidding it's true (laughs) flat track but to be fair i don't give a rat's ass about most things
1: (laughs) yeah remember i'm the old crotchety one yeah get off my lawn
0: exactly
1: yeah dude i love this you know if you look back through history and motorcycles and manufacturing and all that stuff it is predicated around what used to be really honestly racing you know um it started a long time ago. Let's Back let, in the 20s. Let's be honest. That's if, 1920s. If there's dudes and there's something to race or be competitive about, they, you bet your ass someone's going to be competitive about it. So, you know, in the early days, it started as, you know, as motorcycles first started coming up, we didn't have sanctioned races. We didn't have racetracks, things like that. So it was... Let's go break into this guy's field or find a big open patch. Let's go run these things as wide open as we can and see who finishes first. Tear it up. Who's got the nuts to hang on and go the fastest, the longest? That's really where it started as, you know, is it just a bunch of dudes that got out there? And then as time evolved, machines evolved, and it starts growing in popularity now we start getting sanctions and, and people thinking, hey, we can capitalize on this. You know, We can go and, and do something with this, more so than just rebelliously gathering somewhere. But I
0: like the rebelliously gathering somewhere. The one that walks across the finish line or rides across the finish line first. There's <laughs> yeah. no judges or anything. Yeah, yeah. If you have to drag your bike, but you're yeah. the first one to drag it across, you win.
1: Right. There was not a point system to see who uh, who uh-huh. won points totals and points champions. So it's pretty dope as far as that goes in my mind, you know, as as things evolved, it started out in like cow pastures and things like that, and it was almost, I I honestly think it was more like trails. Here's a two mile loop. It wasn't just straight flat oval, things like that. You know, it was just a two mile route in this cow pasture. You know, there's a little bit of hills, there's little jumps, there's turns, there's things like that you had to navigate. And again, as as time evolves, people start growing, there's becomes a sport in it. You know, you you venture and cross into, you know, long track, short track, things like that, where there was, it was comprised of different materials. You know, you you ran grass on short tracks and things like that. Just a firm, flat place. I
0: was very surprised to, to discover how many different types of flat track racing there are, especially ice racing. Oh, dude. That takes some nuts. I mean, it you know, does, does. three or four inch long spikes on your tires. Yeah.
1: And it's cold. People, you're on ice. It's cold as shit. Yeah,
0: Maybe that's an exaggeration as far as the length of, but still.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got
0: spikes on your tires.
1: Exactly. And the back, the I mean, the cool thing is, is it's essentially the same as a flat track race you see now. It's just done on ice. You know, they still have to drift them around corners, lean them, things like that. It's not as popular here in the States. For, I'd say, a, a multitude of reasons. We don't have the climate entirely to have big frozen lakes for a long period of time or, you have or what have you. go way up north, northern yeah, Minnesota and exactly. Wisconsin. So when the majority of the country isn't like that, it, it's not as popular. But it's, it's uh, Europe wouldn't countries, right? You wouldn't like to be right?
0: sitting around the table with a bunch of guys drinking a lot of beer
1: Yeah, and whiskey. somebody goes... <laughs>
0: Hey, I got an idea.
1: <laughs> Who was that spikes, dude? Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's put spikes in our tires and go race on the frozen lake.
1: You got to love motorcycling and you got to love love competition. Yeah. To to really want to do that. I mean, it's you're going to be cold, you're going to be wet, it's going to be tricky. And you know, is metaphysically or whatever you want to call.
0: Metaphysically? Did you just learn that last night and looked it up and write it down?
1: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Linda. I am a highly educated tartar. No, uh, you know, in the cold, your body gets cold. Your reaction time slows. So what are you relying on? Adrenaline. Adrenaline only. And there's no better high than an adrenaline high. Oh, absolutely. So these dudes, you know, hats off to those cats that are out there rolling through that. But it's pretty, it's pretty sick. So we start venturing, you know, through the 1900s. We get into dirt track racing, you know, grass track racing, and then long tracks were on sand, things like that. So much like how NASCAR started, they, you know, race them on the beaches and things like that. It's just, there's a multitude of different variables in each track that you have to learn how to navigate on.
0: Now, a lot of these, uh, at least it used to be this way. I'm trying to remember back when I was a kid and I was uh, moderately interested in it. These bikes, they didn't have brakes. no. I mean, it's the forerunner of uh, drifting.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on, a, on two wheels. Yeah, except drifting uses brakes, but you know, whatever.
0: Yeah. Well, what do I know? I'm old. Get off my grass. But yeah. you know what I mean—the sliding around the corners.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, these bikes were single speed or single geared.
0: Right. You didn't go through the the speeds. It was on or off.
1: Yeah. Back then, there's no real clutches. I mean, you start that prick. You throttle up and you just go. Okay, the way you slow down is there's a button for timing. You know, it kills a little bit of timing to cut the engine back, and that's how it slows down. If you if you dared slow down, um, I mean that's well, if you slow
0: down, you lose.
1: Yeah, that's just how it was. It was 90 to 100 miles an hour, roughly. Just balls out, wide open throttle, navigate it on a bicycle. And frame. they
0: had like steel <laughs> covers on their boots.
1: Yep, yep, they were made women. out of steel. When you drag it so it wouldn't wear everything out, plus it would be, you know, less friction, if you will, I guess. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't like the bottom of your boots are ribbed. Right. That'll catch something. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I just absolutely love the origins of motorcycles and motorcycle racing all all in all. You know, there's a lot of things that we have today solely because of that. Like we've referenced this before, you know, bikers wear leathers, not just because they look cool and you could sew patches on them and shit like that. But because when you raced board track, completely different thing from flat track racing or or anything like that, you know, it was literally built out of boards. So when you went down on a board, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? Splinters. Well,
0: you know, board track racing was notoriously dangerous. Oh yeah. That's why even back in those days before they had all these commissions and politically correctness and. This and that. Oh, yeah. They had to outlaw it because you're probably going to die sooner or later. Yeah,
1: there was... It was a... Which makes for a good race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like murder ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was. You know, it's just... That was one of the biggest risks. And the
0: banks on the turns were just oh, like as bad as NASCAR is. Oh,
1: yeah. They're high banks, dude. There's no let up on those. It is wide open all the way through. High banks to keep you lean down on it. If you've ever seen any of the old pictures... There's a badass museum up in Animosa, Iowa, put on I love by JP going Cycles. To that place. They've got a little, a little section of a track, basically. It's on a corner, and bikes stood up to show you how far these things lean on a 1.5 wide tire, like a tiny it's ass tire. Not
0: quite, but it's almost. I mean, you first look at it and you think, "Son of a bitch, that's a 90 degree bank."
1: Oh Almost. yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's way up there. It's I think they're 50-60 degree banks. Otherwise
0: you'd go flying off.
1: Yes, yes, at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and the bad thing was is the walls were comprised of boards too. Yeah. So if you if you skid it into a wall or something like that, it's no bueno, man.
0: Well, so we talked about a little bit about board track there. For the reason is because flat track is kind of the same without the bank. Yes. Which is why they slide around there.
1: Right, right, right. It's inertia, you know. If you can keep wheel speed up, you can pull out of a corner and through a corner. So who wants to slow down, turn their blinker on, and and make that corner?
0: Now, most people are familiar with the normal Americanized flat track, which is on a dirt track.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: But I was intrigued to learn that there's they do it on grass. Yep. I've never seen one of those. Yep. And I'm not real hip as far as knowing a lot about this one they call the long track is that the same as the normal dirt track but just longer a bigger track
1: somewhat yeah yeah usually those are oh gosh mile mile and a half long tracks something like that from what i take of it they get up to like
0: 100 miles an hour on those yeah
1: yeah for sure you get long straightaways that's where you get your speeds at Is really where it's at where some you know some flat trackers now are you know, like half mile, three quarter mile tracks, whatever. but man, you're
0: going down those straightaways and you're hauling the mail. And then all of a sudden you hit that turn and you land that bike over. Yeah. To where any normal rider would have dumped it. I oh mean, yeah. Just yeah. For a way fact. more than cafe.
1: Oh yeah, dude, they're, they got nuts, dude. Oh yeah. They, they really are. They got probably a few less brain cells than the average human. These are the kind of guys that have to stay on medication
0: full time.
1: <laughs> because they're that crazy, yeah. Whether to, that medication is
0: beer or prescriptions, what <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, they it, need a little
1: help. Back then, yes. Today, I mean, today it's it's a scientific feat. I mean, it's it's literally what can I do to shave. Tenths of seconds in, I mean, you think a tenth of a second or a half a second isn't very much, but the
0: difference between winning and losing
1: at a hundred miles an hour, a tenth of a second is a long distance, truthfully, you know, so there's it, it, it today is, is an engineering, you know, marvel if you will, you know, not in comparison to some of the other stuff that we have, but today it's really comprised of like four fifties and seven fifties. You don't see anything bigger than that. Really?
0: Well, I remember uh, seeing it as a kid growing up, they were always a uh, single cylinder, yeah. you know, four yeah. strokes. I don't know what they're doing today. I'm not going to get on here on, on the microphone and say this and that one. I don't, I just don't know. Well,
1: I'll tell you this flat trackings come a long way in, in retrospect here. You know, it's been going on since the 20s. It just died off. You know, I I think maybe, you know, all the gas crisis and all that BS through the 70s, 80s, early 90s, all that crap. You know, racing took a huge hit during that time. But now, so say we flash forward, I think it was somewhere in between 2015, 17, something like that. It's called the American Flat Track, I believe is what it is, association. Okay. It's something like that. So they get a huge TV deal. They get bigger races, and guess what happens? Indian comes back into play, right? As they should. You know, and honestly, truthfully, Indian's been flat freaking killing it. You know, they did... Overall or on the flat track? On the flat track, which I'll say overall they've been doing pretty good. But on the flat track, you know, they hired, like, the top riders from every major manufacturer to come to the Indian team. If you history buffs, the wrecking crew, right? Back in the... 30s 40s whatever the hell it was you know that's essentially what they've produced now the best riders on arguably the best motorcycle that scout is what it is Um, it's about a 750 i believe is what it is and they are absolutely freaking killing it so anyway there's more same amount of flat track tracks out there a lot higher publicity a lot higher draw now that it's on TV. Well, we live in a, you know, a tech savvy environment now, so now people can watch it. But sure as shit, you know, before all this pandemic happened, people were going to these races. You know, there's big ones in Oklahoma, I believe, is what it was. Just I was just to the about to ask, to ask
0: you if you knew where the closest racing was to the Ozarks.
1: I, b- I believe Oklahoma is is really where the the next biggest one is. I mean, it's a, it's a good-sized track. It's a long track, you know, but they're having record turnouts for people coming and watching these events.
0: We should get in the old station wagon and run out there.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Load that back thing full of uh, fluids. Beer. <laughs> Just High smoke. Balls. Yeah, smoke on down there and, and watch one of these events, you know. Yeah, some of them are one-day events. Some of them are two- and three-day events when they get into tournament stuff and, and things like that for the the championships and whatnot, but dude, it's just like, imagine being on, you know, you hear cars, everybody is familiar with NASCAR and in, in the Midwest here, dirt track racing is, you know, just God to these hillbillies around here. Now see it on two wheels.
0: Yeah.
1: Now see it on, no roll cages. You know, you talk about dirt track racing. There's so many sanctions on safety and helmets and gear and fire suppression. And these dudes are on motorcycles Call me
0: old fashioned, but I think I would get a lot more enjoyment out of watching things like that that didn't have the regulations. Come <laughs> as you are.
1: Yeah, exactly. Run what you brung type yeah, of thing. That's right. You know, yeah, there's sanctions on what you can run and, you know, how heavy they have to it's be. It's like in NASCAR a, in mean, all they, that. They crap. got rules. Yeah. And it's, it's. Rules suck. It's to have parity. You know, it's it's to have everybody essentially on the same motorcycle in theory and its rider ability, but. Dude, it's just come so far. There's so much popularity in it now. And now we see, we see motorcycle racing taking a whole new avenue. Like, I can't remember from the time of us recording this. They just came out with a new type of race. It's King of the Baggers. People are- Oh
0: God, that is awesome.
1: People are literally taking high performance baggers and they are running them like Supermoto, you know, um, on courses.
0: That absolutely was a situation where a bunch of drunk guys around a table said, Hey, (laughs) let's do this. You know what,
1: what it was, was it was a lot of manufacturers, the drag specialties, mainly, um, Vance and Hines, things like that.
0: My illusion by making it a marketing thing.
1: I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say it was, it was the top brass, if you will, in the motorcycle industry. They to
0: say they weren't drunk.
1: I'm going to say that they were enjoying themselves.
0: Having an adult beverage yeah, or whatever. So
1: they come out with this and says, hey, let's do it. You know, so a bunch of big manufacturers, whoever's got enough money, if you will, to produce these things, you know, they're like stock mill engines, modified, clearly, you know, modified tires, different, you know, racing style tires, high valving front suspensions, still full fairing. Granted, they took all the electronics out of its shape, weight, stock fenders, stock saddlebags, you know, different handlebars and things like that, but they're fricking ripping these high horsepower monsters around a track. And it was absolutely epic. Like I, that's a millennial thing, I guess, but I mean, it's, it's just such an exciting event. You're talking about it is. big twins out there, roaring around on a course, asphalt course with hills, turns, things like that. I mean, what you would see some indie cars and, and some rally right. style, out on a track like that, just absolutely balls to the wall. It was, you had if to watch you
0: it. ever seen it, oh, go man. check it out on YouTube. Just,
1: oh, it's so what do you cool. King
0: of the baggers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that they continue this and actually make, you know, a season out of this King of the baggers type racing. Like it's just baggers right now are still one of the hottest trends. And again, it just, it just nails down the point of aftermarket industry guys. What is it all focused around? It's focused around somewhat of racing. I'm not talking about freaking skull grips and flamed mirrors and BS bullshit like that, you know, and tassels flying off your bikes. I'm talking about performance-minded folks. What's it all about?
0: People, tassels. Here's my sidetrack. Just stop it. (laughs) For God's sake.
1: Tassels are for titties only.
0: (laughs) Stop it. Do the world a favor. Yeah. If you're at home, go out to the garage or the barn Take a pair of scissors or a switchblade if you have to. Cut them.
1: Cut them. Cut Stop them. Stop it. you got two choices. Cut your tassels or cut your nuts. <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. And while
0: you're there, take your cup holder off your bike.
1: Oh, uh, along with your cell phone holder. <sighs> You guys that love that stuff are sitting there back there cringing like, shit, he's calling me out. Well,
0: all of a sudden right now we're getting cussed (laughs) by a lot of people. It was
1: going well and then no. But
0: my attitude is I get cussed by a lot of people anyway.
1: It might as well be for a good reason. You don't like what we're saying? Start your own, I guess. That's right. (laughs) But back on track, I mean, it's just... Since the beginning of motorcycling, it has been about how fast can we go, how much more power can we produce, and I bet your ass I beat you in a race. That's the way it ought to be. That's just it. You know, it's competition at its finest. It really is.
0: Well, it was very enlightening. I used to love it when I was a kid, and I hadn't realized it had made a surge and come back. But upon researching it, I, th- I can get back into it. I, w- oh, yeah. I really would. I mean, I watch a lot of it on YouTube.
1: I've got a buddy. Um, he lived in our area, did a lot of work on his bikes. He was a notorious, like Harley, Harley, Harley only. This will help you out, Craig. Gets uh, on gets onto an Indian. Loves it. He's gone through like seven or eight Indians. Well, since then, he's moved back to Montana or South Dakota, something like that. But this dude literally jumps on his Indian and follows these races around the country and every when they come to Oklahoma and in Life our area is good yeah, for him yeah he comes by the shop sees me you know talks to me or whatever and he's like oh you know i'm on the way to the race and that's how much of a following it's getting is it dudes are literally strapping up riding all over the country to go watch these races
0: that's awesome good yeah. on him
1: that's what i'm saying that's
0: jealousy at its peak yeah
1: he, he i mean he's retired twice i believe um, from a good good company and, and whatnot. just goes
0: to show if you work hard bust your ass and do the right things yeah. sooner or later yeah. if you're still living
1: yeah you can enjoy life it can be great yep you can enjoy it there's no pissing and moaning you know if you don't like your golden years it's because you didn't set them up very well
0: oh i believe that a hundred percent you know <laughs> If you're mining, yeah, like you said, it's all on you.
1: Yeah, yeah, for a fact. So if you're
0: young now and you really like spending your money and going out and partying, (laughs) yeah, there will come a day if you live, yeah, where you're going to be flat ass broke, or you're going to be set up all right. Think about it.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: All right. Until the next time when we get back and uh, talk about nonsensical babble bullshit that nobody gives a damn about, (laughs) but it's our way to vent.
1: Yeah. Uh, Stay on the road keep riding check them out guys go go look up these races and and get a little history in if you will but you know look to see what's on the horizon for motorcycle racing because it's very exciting
0: it is